Good morning, party people. It is Saturday, April the 23rd here in Egypt, and the time is 9.19 a.m. And uh, today is the day that we mark that I broke fast. I broke it this morning. Um, I can tell you exactly um, why I broke it and what led up to it. So as you know, a couple of days ago, I woke up and I was just like, tired of waking up at 4.30 in the morning. Like, it began to become painful, you know. Um, I was going to bed at 9.30, so it just didn't... You know, at first it was weird, you know, because I, I just don't think I was understanding it because I had to be at work, right? So I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning uh, before sunrise, eating a small breakfast, and then I would go back to bed. Uh, well, I would write my three-page three prayer, and I'd go back to bed, wake up, go to work. And I would work, 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 and then come home, lay back down, um, pray while I was laying down, which is a very lazy form of prayer, and sleep until about <clears throat> 4.35, in which I would wake up and watch a couple of episodes of Community or read until it was time for me to eat. And when vacation hit, which was last today is saturday so this past thursday this past wednesday uh vacation hit so i was like great you know i'll be able to get up and get some work done because i have two book projects um and possibly i have two book projects a movie script that I'm editing a TV pilot, sorry, TV pilot show that I'm editing and a um, full length play that I'm really trying to get some clarity on. And I was like, you know, soon. And the funny thing about it is when I was working, I could come home before I started fasting. I could come home and sit for like two or three hours and work on these things. So I was really excited about well, when Ramadan, I mean, when uh, vacation hits. Not only will it be cool because I can get into the deep work, um, I'll be fasting. So the ideas should come quicker and clearer. But basically what happened was, you know, um, I gave myself two days. So I said, okay, you're going to rest because I was already doing a lot of resting. So I said Wednesday when I got off work, I would rest and Thursday I would I would rest. And... Um, Thursday, um, I did not rest, but I rested yesterday, like all day in the bed yesterday. Like I refused to get out of the bed unless I had to pee. That's real talk. Like, because I had decided, oh, I know what it was Thursday. I had decided not to get up to eat. So I got, I got up, uh, Thursday around eight o'clock, did my three day prayer and kind of moped around the house, um, but for the most part, I stayed in bed. Um, I did go up on the rooftop to catch some sun, um, but I had decided, you know, I was just lethargic. I was tired, um, and it was gonna, you know, I needed to jumpstart myself, which I was like, mm, this is not how I do it. Like my body was like, this is not how we do it. And as much as um, I heard that voice, I was also like, well, can we be a little flexible? Can't we just talk this out? And my body was like, no. <laughs> so yesterday, not only did I not get up to eat at 430, I laid in the bed 
all day yesterday like all day i gave myself permission to rest i never got hungry i never um felt any pangs of hunger i was really just enjoying laying in the bed um i did pick up my phone for a bit because one of my friends texted me he was his granddaughter was visiting and um i think i texted my cousin yesterday because his daughter um yeah she got accepted into some colleges so we texted back and forth about that but i didn't even like pick up my phone because i knew if i started like scrolling i would end up underneath my bed somewhere so i just gave myself permission to rest gave myself permission to rest gave myself permission to rest and let me tell y'all something for you workaholics and for you get up and goers i know it's probably hard for you to lay in the bed all day you're probably sitting back listening to this like oh child i just can't well you can't probably because you don't give yourself permission to it's very hard to give yourself permission to be that free um when you've grown up in a world that doesn't allow you any freedom and when you carry the dna that lacks freedom you have to remember y'all that you carry the dna of those that came before you and those that came before them and your grandfather's father's fathers right and your grandmother's mother's mothers and because we come out of the tradition of slavery in america it's hard to jump over that and get back to a time when you know you were free and even when you get to the historical idea of freedom you still had to get up and work because you had to earn your keep so you know people giving themselves the right to just lay up and be free and not be bothering anybody is is really something reserved for royalty So I treated myself royally yesterday. You know, I allowed myself to be the queen that I sometimes believe myself to be. And it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous all the way up until about, let me see. I got up and ate at about 6.15. And I watched some, some TV after that. But then I started thinking about working. Like, let me see if I can get some work done. And the... Ironically enough, the work caused anxiety. Like I started having anxiety moments where I didn't believe, I started thinking about war and started thinking about not having love in my life and started thinking about um, how I was gonna make it. Like all these old thoughts started coming up and I had to shut it down. I had to shut it down. So I, got back in the bed and just laid down and started listening to a podcast um because i'm trying to think of a i got an invitation to write a short film that had that centered around a female protagonist so i started listening to some podcast stories to see if i could get ignited and i did find one so i wrote notes on that and i went to bed i went to bed at around um i watched two episodes of community and I went to bed around 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And I had set my clock to wake up at 4.44 a.m. This morning. Um, just to see. I was like, well, Kamika, just at least set your clock so that you can make the decision if you're going to get up or not. And I'm also drinking hot tea, which I haven't had since Ramadan started. They say, yeah, you can drink you some tea, but the water becomes more important. And I really miss drinking tea. So 
Those were, that's one of the things that was happening. But anyway, I set my clock for 4.44 instead of 4.30. And because I was like, worst case scenario, I can run in there and get a banana. That's another reason. My bananas had started going bad. And I was like, why am I Ramadan and if I'm a waste food? So I get up. No, I set my clock, go to bed. My clock rings at 4.02 a.m. It is my father. My baby sister was visiting him and he wanted me to see her. But I was like, Dad, it is 4.02 in the morning. You know what I mean? And I was like, my baby sister was like, hey. And I was like, have you said a wedding day yet? And she was like, child, no. And I was like, well, I'll talk to y'all later. Because <laughs> I need this rest. I need it. Like, I know y'all like, girl, you was in the bed all day yesterday, rest. And I'm like, yeah, y'all. But the body, my body was... Um, my body was going through it, you know, um, and, you know, I could feel myself sinking into something that I was going to be harder to pull myself out of because I started battling. You're on vacation. You are on vacation. You have been needing this time. You've decided not to go to Luxor to visit Dendera, and you have said it's some work I got to do, but I just wasn't able to do it, you know, y'all. I just wasn't, like, waking up that early and then going back to bed and putting myself on a very, very disciplined, strict schedule without having to be on a disciplined schedule like that bothered me. And like I said, I had bought, I had went out and bought these bananas and my bananas started going bad because I had stopped getting up early to eat. I, but the beautiful thing that I did learn was like, oh, for two days, I literally went without eating until six o'clock. And today would have been the third day. Today would have been absolutely the third day that I got up and did not eat breakfast. So I would have been exploring a whole new part of the fasting uh, and praying part of Ramadan. But I also would have been missing out on the work that I really feel like I need to be doing. So that when I get back to the States, I'll have some stuff that, that, that I can submit. And that's more important to me. Like evolving as a writer um you know uh is a part of my evolving as a human being and so here i am i have broke fast and um where am i now i'm like you know what i can live with breakfast and dinner i can really live with breakfast and dinner so um my thought right now is you know Breakfast, I already eat a light, light breakfast. Like, I have tea and a banana and some fruit. Um, so, really, my, my breakfast is tea and, like, two bananas. Maybe a couple of peanuts. And then, oh, cashews. Let me stop saying peanuts, y'all. It's cashews because they taste different. I got these, like, um, smoked cashews. They are so good. They are really good. Um, so I'll eat like a banana, some cashews, maybe blueberries if they're good, you know, if they're seasoned. And I have been eating a lot of strawberries, but I removed the strawberries from my last grocery uh, uh, shopping experience because I was getting up so early in the morning that I was trying to eat this like full breakfast and I was just too exhausted to. I was just like, this doesn't make sense to be, the sun isn't even up and I'm eating, you know, the body doesn't really start processing food until the sun comes up so it was just a weird feeling i can't explain it um 
But good news started flowing in. Like, I felt positive. I felt good. Um, You can even hear it in my voice on some of the podcasts. Like, overall, I was really benefiting from the fasting and the praying. Not just the fasting, um, but the praying part. Like, I was like, I I don't know. I just, it it changed me. Uh, Changed my relationship with how I talk to God and how God talks to me. Um, So, where am I right now? I'm sitting at my desk. Um, I have one of these publishing projects opened and I'm just really thinking about you know how can I do this again you know I thought about maybe February do it in February when you only have 28 days and you're more likely to make it and I'm like yeah but there's no real like harvest in February it's hard to find fresh fruits and vegetables you know depending on where I am now here in Egypt not a problem at all I could easily have done my fasting and praying in February Um, and because I don't necessarily acknowledge myself to a religion other than, you know, what God and I prescribe for me, I do realize that I do want fasting and praying in my life, you know, but, um, I'm going to just continue to keep it on my heart and let the time come when it's supposed to come. And, you know, because it's, it's, it was a moment of solidarity for me, too. It was a moment for me to say, well, I know what it's like, you know, when the Muslims go into Ramadan. I know what it's like to be mad at people who want to come into your restaurant and eat when you don't even want to be there to cook. You want to close your restaurant down for a month. And you're willing Because see, in America, we're like, but you're going to lose all that money. But the benefits of being um, closer to God and helping others and being nice out trumps that to me. It just trumps it. Like, if you don't feed your spirit some goodness and your soul some goodness every now and then in a major way, then what's the use in making money? I mean, honestly, I mean, a lot of times we are trying to um, make way more than we need because everybody wants a mansion. Everybody wants to ball out of control, but everybody doesn't want to help feed the hungry. We don't even, in America homelessness isn't shouldn't even be if everybody truly loved their people if everybody truly loved their people and you wasn't molesting kids and you wasn't cussing kids out because this is really about what happens to us in our childhood these old toxic ass we grow up and we become toxic ass adults because our our parents were toxic ass adults and we think it's right We think, well, if my mama beat my ass, then I'm going to beat that ass because you're not going to talk back to me. But we never stop to realize that a child who talks back is probably the future leader of the free world. Like, we are afraid to nurture things that threaten us. And I get it. I don't want my kid putting his hand in some fire, so I'm going to smack that ass. I get that, but y'all know what I'm talking about. We have mental illnesses at an alarming rate in our country. Mental illness is at an alarming rate all over the world because, first of all, I'm realizing that Egypt suffers because its women suffer. A place is only as good as it treats the land and its women. And I believe that till my death. A place is only as good as it treats its land and its women. So if a man wants to be the head of a household, but he living in an apartment and he beating his wife, then that's not going to work. Or if a man has a home and he treats, he treats his wife like some kind of concubine. Worse yet, some women groom themselves to live a life of, of being a concubine. Which is really disturbing to me. So, um, 
I've come out of this a lot uh, calmer and a lot more steady and able to really observe and put myself in positions to where I can be a ben- more benefit than not, you know, um, and I don't attribute it to age at all. I, I attribute it to the experience. I could be 20 years old having this same moment, you know, and being able to see who I was and how I was wasting a lot of time just like not applying myself creatively in ways that would benefit me overall as a better human being on this planet. You know, um, like I said, I had issues with trying to fit in into spaces where I was standing out. And that's that's another thing I realized. Like when you're trying to fit in somewhere and you can't seem to fit in, it's because you stand out and they're not letting you fit in. And it, it could they sometimes people are doing you a favor by saying, get on, go somewhere. You know, um, and I love that. I love that about that about my life. And um, I, I've been able to hold on to some creative ideas that are happening for me right now that I normally I'd be like, oh, my God, this is what's happening. And um, that feels good to to be able to protect myself and protect the work that I do. Um so, yeah, I think black people need to come up with their own way of, you know, worshiping, you know, seriously, like <laughs> if, if I could have it my way, you know, but for me, for Kamika Spencer, I am, I am not going to abandon fasting and praying, but I'm definitely not going to do it again when other people see fit to do it. You know, if I can't find my own community where we can um, sit down and take all the things that work and put them together and make them work for us in a way because you know i really find it refreshing when people here after iftar you know they make plates and they go out on the streets and hand these these plates of food out to the homeless and the homeless really do eat this food and it's not a lot of homeless people in um in egypt more than there are people who've been outcast Everybody's got family, but, you know, they believe a certain way here. So you can be outcast, which means your family is not going to provide a home for you. Your family is going to turn their back on you. Your family is going to walk by you on the street and not even acknowledge you based on something you did. So it's not the same kind. And, you know, um, the winters here are not harsh. They're not harsh at all. You know, we do have cold and, and rainy days. But for the most part, it's nothing like in America. When it's winter in America, it is winter in America, which seems like it's winter all the time because of nationalism, honestly. Nationalism and sexism is killing America. It's killing human beings left and right. Um, And it would be nice to think that the people would be strong enough to stand up to it. But for some reason, we like it like that. It seems like, you know, people are like, no, we don't. I'm like, well, then why do we we allow it? It's a bunch of stuff we don't allow. We don't allow kids to pray in schools. <laughs> you know, we don't allow people to yell fire in a movie theater. So why do we allow guns on the street? Why do we allow nationalists to run around and kill our black people? Why do we allow men to walk around and degrade homosexuality when they themselves are wearing pink underwear. Well, pink underwear don't mean that they're gay. It don't mean that they're not. Hmm. So, you know, 
We got work to do. And in the meantime, black women everywhere are like, I'm out. <laughs> black women are packing their bags and like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go somewhere where I can have some peace. And I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them. I'm still on my journey uh, to that, too. Um, you know, because I don't I'm not I'm no longer interested in. Uh, being second class citizen in my own home. And I've never been, not really, you know, I've been second, I've been tried to be forced into a second class citizenship in relationships, but um, part of that was me allowing myself to be that, you know? Um, so, you know, we all got decisions to make, but your individual path is your individual path. And it takes a lot of hard work to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what can I fix? What needs to be fixed? How am I passive aggressive? How am I jealous? How am I? But but and how has though how have those things worked in my favor? Because sometimes you're jealous because you need to move into some personal area of your life that's lacking that you're not paying attention to. Honestly. Okay? So don't think that you are being mean or nasty by being jealous. What actions come out of that is what makes you mean or nasty. Now, if you can walk away and just go, you know what? Let me walk away and let me go work on me. But most people can't. Y'all so busy looking at everybody else. Everybody else. Everybody but you. And then you look in the mirror and you go, eh, I could have been nicer then, so I'll be nicer next time. You make those kind of uh, compromises with yourself. And it's a lie. It's a lie. To walk away when somebody is yelling at you is a lie. Deal with it. What is it that they're... Why would somebody be yelling? I don't know. They're crazy. No, let's talk about this. Now, if they don't want to talk about it, then we got... Yeah, let me walk away. But there's no reason for yelling in anybody's life. And I, for one... I, for one... Haven't done. I haven't been in a relationship where I had to yell in like. I, as a matter of fact, the last the. Uh, let me see. This is what 2022? I can't even remember, but it was like twenty eighteen maybe. And I was in the middle of the street yelling. <laughs> I ain't gonna even lie to y'all. I was in the middle of the street yelling, but my pain body had been like triggered. Like total pain body had been triggered. And I lost it. And luckily enough for me, he was like, man, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> oh, because he didn't yell. He wasn't a yeller. I da- luckily, I dated a guy who wasn't a yeller. So, um, but I haven't had to since then because I came out of it going, you know what? You got to fix those pain bodies. Because it's easy for somebody to trigger something in you that you never fixed from a previous relationship. And I was walking into relationship after relationship with triggers. So when things began to feel a certain way, I would just react. Now, the last boyfriend I had, we were able to talk because he walked in with triggers and I had triggers. I was a Scorpio. He was a Leo. And I was like, we cannot do this with this dog in the house. The dog was like, what the fuck? run and scurrying under the first bed he could find so we would have moments where i would have to be like lower your voice 
calm down. Let's sit on the floor and look at each other. You know, um, and it was one of the best relationships I ever had. The best relationship I have ever had was being able to find um, each other in crisis and be triggered and stop to address the triggers and really be able to say the things that were on our hearts and move into healing spaces and create healing rituals to write, to have an altar in the house, um, to check on each other's well-being, to sit in silence. You know, there were days where we was like, no TV, no, no TV today. You know, it's right. You go, in, you go in the middle room, I go in the study or whatever it is. That's right. Or we created or we took each other out on artist dates. But that's kind of what I, that's where I am now. I'm not, I don't want to be somewhere in a relationship. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it by myself. But I'm not going to be in a relationship where we start playing these goddamn roles that don't have communication, that don't have real healing. Because I, I, I cannot deal with any more triggers. I'm not interested. And if I can't sit down and say, this, you know, this is what's going on with me and be understood and, you know, be in some real for better or for worse, like I was, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So, um, and to be able to love my, my ex-boyfriend, like I still love him. And, but I love every guy that I've dated, but to be able to be openly free and not have, know that there's no bad blood between us. Like we literally talked through, talked through, talked through, talked through our fears and our apprehensions and understood we're still technically growing together, just not as a couple. And that feels good. That feels good. So it's going to be hard, you know, for me to tie myself down again because um, I'm in a healthy place right now. I'm in a, ooh, y'all, I'm in a real healthy place right now. And it feels good. And a part of this is, is coming out of the fasting and the praying. Um, a part of this is coming out of the isolation of being here in Egypt and being able to really look at, you know, what's left over of my pain bodies and to fix them. And... Um, to have hard conversations without uh, slinging myself all the way back into a past that doesn't matter anymore. Excuse me, that doesn't matter anymore. So that's that. I have broke fast. I'm getting ready to work and see what my body does. One of my students was like, when you get off the fast, miss, your body's going to, it's going to hurt. But I'm like, my body's already hurting. I've had moments where... That the first day that I didn't get up and eat breakfast, that day that I was like walking around the house and trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, I had very painful gas pains going through me, but I also had a release. Um, like I, I basically had like this bowel movement that was like, what is going Like, where did you come from? <laughs> but I had like painful gas, you know, but I felt it was because my food had gone from being piled up in the afternoons to being piled up in the mornings. I honestly feel like that because eating that breakfast in the morning and then I would be like waiting on the poop, you know, waiting on the poop. And it was just weird. I don't even want to get off into it too deep because I know some of y'all and y'all, y'all are not even equipped to talk about dandruff, let alone uh, bowel movements. 
So I'm going to close it out here and um, I will see y'all on the other side. I'm going to get to some work and enjoy my holiday. Uh, I have two weeks off and I plan to enjoy them. I plan to, you know, get out and get some sun. It is beautiful here in Egypt and I need to um, just make sure that I'm okay. So I'm going to do that. Take it easy, y'all. Be good. Be good. Be good. Be God. Peace.